welcome back to the Second City podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Callum Byrne, and as always, joined by Dan. How are you, Dan? I'm good, mate. How's yourself? You're, you keeping well? Very well, very well. Back from Villa Park yesterday. Got the sniffles a little bit, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was a weird day. The sun was out. It was gorgeous, but it was very, very cold. It's freezing again today. I've had the, I've had the heater on for about an hour. I'm still absolutely sub-zero. And um, yeah. yeah, just waiting for spring now, to be honest. This has been a long, nasty winter. But um, especially like us when you work early shifts and stuff, and it's like getting up in the cold and the dark and all that. Um, but it sounds like the football warmed your soul yesterday more than anything. Yeah, plenty of goals to keep me energised. Yeah. Jumping um, up and down. So so I saw. Um, shall we get into it then? We're going to do something a little bit, like a little bit different, I guess, this week, I guess. Like we'll do the usual, like what we're wearing and then talk about the results. Um, we're going to do a little something different as well, which we'll, we'll preview in a, mi- in a moment. Um, but should we start with what we're wearing, Carl? Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we? Shall we so do? I me feel like we need to, to do you first. Yeah. Yes. But there is. We'll get onto a little preview of what's coming up later as well because it does tie yeah. in. Um. So we're recording this on Sunday morning, actually, which is unusual. Normally do it on the Monday, but obviously we yeah. both played on the Saturday, so we've been able to squeeze it in here. But we decided quite late, quite last minute to do it now. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really have time to go digging for another shirt that I haven't worn before on the podcast. So I have cheated a bit this week, and I am wearing one that I've worn before. So, you can have a guess, Cal, if you like. I'm pretty sure you know what the answer is. Yeah. Um. So it's an X tap. So that narrows it down. So yeah. away, uh, isn't it? Away shirt. Why? Um. So I believe this will be ten, eleven away. Yes. It, yes. Of course. Um. Wearing it because it is so. Tuesday is thirteen years to the day since we won the league cup. Obviously, behind me for those who are watching on YouTube, I've got the home shirt from that season, which um I talked about last week. So I won't witter on again about um you know the chaos of this season when obviously we won the league cup and then got relegated. But this and I'm also wearing this because it is it is like I know I've worn it before. I thought it'd be nice to get it back on again. Um this is the exact shirt I wore to Wembley as a teenager um in my early teens. It is really small. I don't really see myself wearing it like again in the future. It's kind of ridiculous. It must have been really baggy on me as a child. Um but yeah, so th- the reason we're doing this is Callum is also wearing a sort of League Cup themed shirt. Um obviously today's the league the League Cup final or the EFL Cup, whatever it's called now. Um we're gonna do a little talk on that later about like uh, its place in the game and like what we think of it and can it be saved is it time to bin it off um but we thought it'd be good to talk about it from our perspective because a lot of what you hear about is how it's it's going to be it's, it's days are numbered you know it's going to be canned off soon but i think we both support clubs that have real um fond memories of that competition and and so we kind of want to make a, uh, a different case for it to what kind of the mainstream narrative i guess um, but yes, yeah, so this is 2010-11 away. I promise I will be back with uh, a shirt I haven't worn for next week. Um, but what about you, Cal? So you've got... Yeah, this is a nice original as well. Um, was Reebok. your dad's you were saying? Yeah, it was my dad's old... Or it might have even been my mum's. I can't remember now, actually. But um, very nice baggy Reebok. AST computers. We got this mm, more talk about badges, but look at this shield badge in a shield. Yeah, that's very it's weird. Very, very, Man very, United very had a, Man United had something like that not that long ago. Like where it's it like last it, year, well, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of like sort of like 2007 or eight when they just had like a like a 
the shape of a shield around their badge. It just looked really weird, like a bit like that. Um, but let's not be around the bush. I know what year it is yeah. because we were talking yeah. about the League Cup thing. Uh, yeah. It's 1996, <laughs> so it's the last year you won the League Cup. Yeah, 95, 96. I think we had it as the home shirt over two seasons, so I think it would have been the year before. Oh, no, it would have gone from 95 to 97, so it covered those two seasons. There's something we could talk about another day, is that probably we should be doing shirts over two years. I know Brentford yeah. do it now, um, but the amount of shirts that come out are just kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. A few little nice little facts about... Um, about this season, of course, um, we did win the League Cup. Um, yeah, it's mad to think we had, this was the last major trophy that we won. Um, I've seen us lose, is it three finals? Two of them in the League Cup. Um, but we finished fourth in the Premier League this year, got to the semi-finals of the FA Cup, won the League Cup, as I've already said. Um, Dwight York scored 17 Premier League goals. Um, I mean... What what a season under Brian under Brian Little and um, there's so many echoes maybe from to where we are now to this season not really the FA Cup and our League Cup runs but in terms of make maybe making it into the top four and competing for another major trophy so there's some parallels there I think um, to be drawn um, but what a shirt I absolutely love this shirt and there's a reason you can buy it as a as a retro remake these days but it's really nice to have an original um, of course but yeah it's the feeling of the material I think we mentioned it with that one in the background yeah, there for you the feeling yeah. of the shirts it, it, it's not as comfortable as maybe like the modern shirts the material wise but mm. no, no, of course. it's kind of it's just a cool shirt really um, who did you beat in the final in the League Cup I would be Leeds, I believe. Uh, fair enough. Um, shall we get into uh, the games then? The the games that happened yesterday at both three o'clock kickoffs again for the second week running, which is quite rare mm-hmm. on a Saturday. Um, should we start with... Who do you want to start with? I feel like you've got a bit more to talk about on your end. Should we start with me then, get out of the way? Yeah, I was going to say, should we get, yeah. get, get the Blues one out of the way? Sure. So I'll just be absolutely honest. So we played Ipswich yesterday. I'm probably not going to bother with the whole, like, you know, we do like our man of the match, give it a grade um, and all that. I probably won't do that. Reason being, I, I didn't see the game. I didn't go. Obviously, Ipswich is a long, long way. Um, and I was working until three o'clock. So I ended up missing like most of the first half on WM anyway. And then and you've already trekked I'm... to East Anglia this year as well. That's true. I went to Norwich in September and I, I, I think I may have nodded off. <laughs> I had a five, I had a half four alarm yesterday morning, and I think I may have nodded off during the second half. But I, woke, I heard all the goals. I definitely heard all the goals. Um, so I'm not going to pretend I have like a real in-depth knowledge um, of what happened in the game. I've tried to catch up though. Um, all I'll say is, uh, obviously, it's Mark Venus's first game taking over for Tony Mowbray. He said that Tony Mowbray hadn't been in touch yesterday uh, as he was recovering from surgery. Was what he said. So um, obviously we hope that's all gone well and um, hope Tony Mowbray's recovery uh, continues um, on the right tra- trajectory, I should say. Um, it was really nice though in the 10th minute, uh, both sets, obviously Mowbray used to, and Venus both used to play for Ipswich. They did uh, in the 10th minute, like a round of applause in the stadium, uh, both sets of fans, really nice gesture. Um, I think Mowbray, did he manage Ipswich? He definitely played for him anyway. Um, so that was really nice. But we lost three uh, one, unfortunately. But I'm kind of not taking it too too much to heart. Ipswich, oh, you know, I've watched the goals back and I've tried to, you know, read the reports and get a good sense of what happened in the game. Um, 
we went one nil down to a bit of a, I don't know if you've seen the goal. It's like a shot and it's deflected off the player and he sort of, yeah, not back heeled it, but kind of like flicked yes. it in um, and wrong footed Ruddy. Bit unfortunate. Ruddy's like, I don't really think Ruddy could be blamed for it. I think it's a little bit unfortunate. Um, sounds like in the first half though, we were like mostly out, not outplayed, but we were in possession, weren't great. And Ipswich are a far more advanced team than us. There's a, in terms of their ability, there's a reason they're fourth in the league. Uh, Kieran McKenna's done an unbelievable job there in their first season back up. Um, but we equalised uh, Jordan James scoring a really nice goal in first half stoppage time. He's got eight goals this season now, which considering he'd only scored two in total before this season is a real improvement. Lovely assist by Cody. He seems like someone who's really kicked on in like the last like couple of months as well. Yeah, he's someone who even through the whole Rooney thing and everything seemed to be, you know, performing to a good level and can kind of play anywhere in that three behind the striker and in the sitting two if you need him to as well. So he's a really versatile player. Um, but we lost it to two late goals. Uh, like, I'm not, as I said, I'm not too downbeat about it all. I think Ipswich are a very good team. They are the second highest scoring team in the league behind Leicester. They've only scored two less goals than them. Uh, they've scored 68 this season. And they are, the they, well, at home, they've scored 44 goals at home now over, I think, 17 games, which is pretty outrageous. So they are very formidable. And they've come into that game yesterday in really good form as well. Um, won 4-3 against Rotherham in midweek and won their two games before that. They score just bucketfuls of goals. So they are a very good team. So they're not... It's a good benchmark to see where we're at compared to them, but it would have been a point gained for sure. And it was two late goals as well. And I was thinking a point from here is terrific. But it sounds like Ipswich probably did deserve it in the end. Um, good to see Deion Sanderson back in the starting eleven uh, as a captain back from injury. So that was nice to see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of them. Only concern is, I think QPR won yesterday against Rotherham. Millwall won yesterday. I think they've had Neil Harris go back in there. Sheffield Wednesday, I think, won yesterday. Yeah. So it actually means we're only three points clear of the drop zone again. So that obviously is not ideal at all. But we've got a game in hand and the way we're playing, the improvement we've seen in recent weeks, I know the whole Mowbray thing, there's potential that that could disrupt it, but I'm still pretty confident. I'm not too nervous. Um, and yeah, I'm confident we can get a chain of results together to pull us away from the drop zone. But as I said last week, talking about... 10-11 season, uh, learnt from that season, like don't get complacent until it's done because we were assured of safety that season and still managed to go down somehow. So yeah, 3-1 to Ipswich, but not too downbeat about it. And no grade or anything this week? I mean, I didn't, like, as I say, I didn't, yeah. I'd give it like, I mean, we lost 3-1, so it's not great. I'd, I, I don't know, I'd, a D, I guess, because I mean, we like, I yeah. feel like I can't give it any higher, but I'm not going to give it an F or a U or anything. I'll give it, I'll give it a D. I'll give Jordan James the man of the match as well, yeah. just for scoring again. That's uh, that's very good to see. And all right, go on. Then my three word review would be <laughs> not too downbeat. There we go. You uh, went to Villa yesterday, though, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I so the entire I did ten games last year and didn't see a defeat and i've now done my first game of 2024 the last time i went to a game where villa lost would have been on boxing day 2022 when we lost 3-1 to liverpool so i'm on a very very good run at the moment of going to games that were winning um which i feel like i deserve because i did do a whole calendar year where i didn't see us win a match oh, so... i've done a few of them i've done a few of them yeah. consecutively as well i think yeah, yeah. so 
Um, yeah, really, really weird game yesterday where we raced into a three goal lead and Forest were absolutely abysmal. And then we let in a really sloppy goal right on the, the whistle for half time. But like, we went into half time thinking, oh, well, whatever, it is what it is. And it kind of felt like watching the Brighton game where I thought we were going to just steamroll them and maybe even hit them for six, really, with the, with, the, with the ease that we were just scoring goals and playing through them. And then we conceded right at the start of the second half. And all of a sudden, you've gone from cruising at 3 0 to being 3 2. And all of, you know, Power Torres has gone off injured at half time. And uh, Callum Chambers, who I think the last time Chambers started a match for us was when we played Legia. I think he's only started two games all season. So he's, and he's barely played other than that. Um, but he came on and did a really, he, he did really well given the circumstances of that he's not played and he's probably our sixth choice centre back. Um, but yeah, three two was a bit nervous, but we we got through that and then we comf- we got the fourth goal and we were kind of home and hosed at that point. But and Leon Bailey Dan, yesterday he was like a man possessed. Like he's had a really good season anyway, and and the numbers sort of speak for themselves in in that regard. Um, but he was just unbelievable yesterday. I mean. Low socks Leon Bailey this year. I mean, I remember watching Leon. I was at the Leicester away game um, in about April last year, and he had an absolutely terrible game, and it's which is why he got subbed off for Triore, who came out of nowhere and scored a blinding winner. Um, and I remember thinking that night, I just don't think it's going to work with Leon Bailey, and he was just really struggling. And I always felt with him that he maybe thought he was a bit better than what he was, and that if he if he did the simple things right, mm. it it would actually make him a better player. And maybe that is what what he's done. He's started doing the simple things right, and then he's when but everything just seems to be clicking for him now. He's the way he runs past players, the way he beats players, the confidence he's got to take people on. Um, it, it's just incredible the turn like the turnaround and it's not even been a calendar year in that turnaround we're talking like a matter of months um he was really really impressive yesterday john mcginn again in that holding midfield role with douglas louise was really really impressive um telemons watkins they were all they were all great um but my man of the match will be leon bailey um, I'm not going to give it to douglas louise even though he did score two very nice goals but i felt that in the second half he didn't quite have a very good game. I think he was very good in the first half, but um, I felt that he was a bit sloppy in that second half, and he gave the ball away a few times. And um, so I can't, I can't really give it to him. Um, and I think because, I, and it's a shame. I, I'm only going to grade it a B. And the performance was probably better than a B, but the way that we almost just almost felt like we were going to throw it away at one point, and and we were three two, and we were soaking up a bit of pressure. Um, I was worried, I'll be honest. Um, but my three-word review, that's going to be a tricky one. Um, maybe we're going to be thank you, Fulham, because they did us a favour yesterday I, by beating Man United. Side note, have you seen their winning goal in that game? Yeah. <laughs> like, outrageous. Like, I did not think Alex Iwobi would produce a Alex Iwobi and like, Adama Traore combining yeah, for a goal. I, like it was what like sorry we get sidetracked but what yeah. like that, I know it annoyingly is like helped you out but what a goal the way the ball like yeah. the shot was so you know the the speedy hit it at it the way it went in and just came straight back 
came straight back out again. If I didn't know yeah. Fulham scored in the last minute, I would have been a bit like, let go in? Like, what did that, that bounce yeah. the post behind the goal? Um, but yeah, no, they've done you a huge favour there. A huge favour. Yeah. It's looking very healthy now for top four for you guys, unfortunately. Yeah, and the th- I was going to go complete, say the complete opposite thing of what you said earlier, but obviously because of the cup final, Spurs haven't played today. Um, so they're now five points behind us. Um, and I'm a big believer in rather having the points than the games yeah. in hand. The pressure is on them to when they play uh, Chelsea, they've got to win that game. Sure. Um, as you know, I'd much rather have the points on the board. So um, they, they, them and Man United, if they can, have got to come and catch us. Um, so yeah, it's really optimistic at the moment and feeling very, very good. Um, and I, you know, this team is more than capable of putting a run together and, you know, the next four get four or five games are huge and that season defining you know especially if we can you know we'll talk about it a bit later but obviously we've got Luton next week so if we can win that it'll be very very tough away at, uh, at Luton we're all of a sudden going into the European game and the Spurs game which would be a huge one of the biggest weeks of our generation really and we've had lots of different for lots of different reasons we've had huge weeks in terms of matches whether that be playoffs or staying up on the final day but this will be a, a really really big one i think so yeah br- bring it on really uh, i might as well go straight into the housekeeping then which yeah. is um the only thing we've got to say is that we've got ajax in the round of 16 of the europa conference league oh i am so buzzing for that that is an amazing tie uh and it's going to be do you know who's the home leg first or away or Yes, so we're away first. I think it's on the 7th of March. And then we've got the home leg on the following Thursday, which is the 14th. Um, is so, that not like yeah. a hard draw in terms of calibre of team, though? Yes, it is, yeah. I mean, the, the, the playoff round that we didn't play kind of went perfectly, really. The likes of Eintracht Frankfurt, Real Batiste, uh, both got knocked out. There was another big name team that got knocked out. It's just slipped my mind. Um Ajax theoretically are on paper one of the best teams in there along along with us um and Fiorentina and Fenerbahce. Um but I'd much rather play Ajax around us. Yeah, like like we could have had no disrespect to them at all because we, we could play them in another point is like um Hakafee or Mulder, like it's not an exciting that, draw, like romanticism really. isn't there is it you know it's like, yeah. yeah and like you know we played ajax in the uefa cup in i think it was 0809 under martin O'Neill. It's, it's um i think it was my first ever european game must have been or one of my first european games where we won 2-1 martin larson and gareth barry scored i always remember the martin larson goal um so there's a there's a for our, for some of our generation where like we were old enough to be at when we were last really in Europe, it's like a, it comes it's come full circle a little bit and yeah I mean I Ajax aren't really what they were a couple of years ago and you know they got knocked out the Europa League they're in Brighton's group let's not forget so yeah you know it's a great time to play them theoretically obviously Jordan Henderson's returning to the yeah, to course, the United yeah. Kingdom so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an interesting one. Um, I don't think I'm going to get a ticket to the away. Like I'd, I'd oh. be amazed. But what I, what I would give to go to that because I think that'd just be incredible. I, 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 have you, I, neither of us have ever been to 
the Iron Cruyff Arena, or have you? Or have you no, been? You no, been no, no, no. I've been to Amsterdam, but no, I've never been to the uh, never been to the sta- that stadium. No. So that's that's one we need to tick off the bucket list at some point. I think for sure. We've for been sure. talking about doing the San Siro for years, Dan. As well, we need <laughs> no. to do. We need to get on that. I think if COVID hadn't happened in 2020, I think it would have happened. But yeah, yeah. No, we'll have to get on that someday. Shall we talk about the League Cup? Obviously, it's League Cup final day this afternoon. Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, absolutely. We kind of briefly mentioned this on a podcast age, like I say, ages ago, a few months ago, where we said we would talk about it eventually. Um, something we have like some opinions on. And um, what is in 2024? What is the League Cup, the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Carling Cup, whatever it is, whatever you call it? Uh, obviously, today's the final of the the 23-24 Cup. It's uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Um, so England is the only uh, of the top five leagues in Europe. So that's what England, Spain, Germany, France, Italy. The English league is the only one that still has two domestic cup competitions. France got rid of theirs. They were the other only ones that still have one. They got rid of theirs five years ago now. So England's the only one persisting with it. And I think a lot of people say, you know, the FA Cup has this romanticism about it and this, you know, this magic of the cup. And I think a lot of people feel like the league cup doesn't really have that. Um, so where where do you stand on it, Cal? What's the should we keep the League Cup, and if we should, what can be done to make it, you know, prestigious or make it worth competing? Because teams just don't seem to take it seriously at all. Everyone rotates the squads massively. We even see it in the cup finals. I remember when you played Man City in 2020. Man City played like a weakened team in the final. Do you remember that? And I know a Man City yeah. weekend team is still a very strong team, but even so, I mean, I mean, I mean, our, our team wasn't exactly very strong. Not, not, not no, through rotation, but just because we were. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't play the first choice goalkeeper, of course. Um, yeah. We played. Um, I was talking about. We were talking about about this game at uh, yesterday at the football, and I was telling my dad, I was like, "Do you remember? Do you remember who played? Do you remember our front three, our attacking front three in that final?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm not sure." So we had El Ghazi <laughs> on the left wing. Samata through the middle and El Mohammadi on the right wing. Samata scored, Samata scored, didn't they? Samata scored, yeah, one of his two goals his for us. Massive uh, blockhead. Like, <laughs> 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 the, that was his highlight in a, in a Villa show. It was all downhill from the League Cup, really. Mm. Um, but I, I'm a huge fan of the League Cup. But some of my favourite memories of being a season ticket holder 15 years ago from the league cup that that run to the 2010 cup final um even though the cup final you know we were robbed in the final and it didn't didn't go the way that we wanted it to um but that, that's that semi-final against blackburn will stay with me forever that six four where it was just a really bananas game and there was the pitch invasion at the end and even even the year that we, we stayed up in 1920 we were terrible that year and we were really were probably one of the worst three teams in the league and our, we just somehow managed to cobble together a run to the final um you know we played Leicester um who were very unfortunate not to finish in the top 4 that year and we somehow beat them over two legs when they re- and they pummeled us 4-0 like a couple of weeks later um I love the league cup I think we still have a place for it, especially in the first half of the year where most of the games are played. You know, the start of the Premier League season happens or the championship season, but especially in the Premier League season, you know, if especially if you're one of the clubs that is not in a European competition, you've got nothing else to worry about 
until the FA Cup starts and the first weekend of January. Um, I think if we got rid of the League Cup, all of a sudden, you know, we might end up with an extra international break and everyone be moaning there's an international break. Um, you know, we always talk about trophies. Of the, that's what you want to win in football. You know, we've spoken about it before. Do you want top four or do you want the conference league? No one remembers who finished fourth. Where did West Ham finish in the league last year? Nobody knows. Sorry. But you remember that they won the cup. For sure. Right. Um, but they need to stop ruining the League Cup. And that's part of the problem. They got rid of the away goals in the semi-finals. They want to make the semi-finals one-legged. The two-legged League Cup semi-finals are some of the best football matches yeah. you can ever have. Maybe we haven't had the classics of the last couple of years, but there's been some real crackers over the years. I mean, as I said, the 6-4. You're wanting your run to the, West Ham, the final yeah. against West Ham. Like, yeah, 4-3 on aggregate. So we were... Three, we were two one down after the first leg, and then went one nil down in the second leg. So we were three one down, and then one four three, and it was just like outrageous. Um, obviously, the conversation seems to come up every year, but it's particularly relevant now because unless something's changed, uh, as far as I'm aware, the Champions League format is going to expand next year. In the so they're going to kind of abandon the group stage, and uh, instead of like groups of ten or something, it's something absolutely ridiculous. You have came up with. Long story short, means the teams in the Champions League will have an extra game or possibly two uh, every in the first half of the season. That basically means the League Cup is further marginalised. More midweek spaces are being taken up, and there's a lot of questions asked about like fixture congestion and so on, and how feasible it actually is to um, to keep the League Cup and this new Champions League format at the same time. But I think this is the issue with. This is the issue with the League Cup and the FA Cup. So like this year's final is between Chelsea and Liverpool. So that means two of the big six, the big six in inverted commas, are um are going to be are going to win it. One of the big six teams is going to win it again this year, and that'll be the sixth year in a row that that's happened. Um, but they don't win it for the romanticism of winning it because it's a cup. To them, it is oh, at least we've got this. If their manager's under pressure, if they don't finish, if they don't win the league, or if they don't finish in the top four, oh, we had a trophy at least. You know that's kind of how they treat it, and that's the problem with the League Cup is it's treated as like a, a like a something to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, a jail almost. free, isn't it? Like, yeah. Do, do you remember when um, when Wigan won the FA Cup and they beat Manchester City in the final, and it meant Man Manchester City went a whole year without us or a season a trophyless season, and that's why mm. they sacked Mancini. Yeah. Forget that he won the, them the very first Premier League the year before, but the year after they didn't win anything, so they sacked him. Like, yeah. But if he'd have won the FA Cup, he'd have been fine. Yeah, completely. It's um, and that's kind of the the issue with it is these teams. It doesn't. They're kind of. I remember it used to always feel like a top team, and then like you know another Premier League team or maybe a Championship team would get to the final. But that feels like that never happens anymore because it's a weird like contradiction where the big clubs don't really care about the League Cup. A lot of clubs don't care about the League Cup. It seems, but the big clubs still want to win it. And they'll do just enough to win it or get to the final because they need that like little bit of prestige. And that's the problem. They So they dominate it. So no teams. So like Blues, we won it in 2011. Who's won it since? Swansea won it the following year. No, yeah. two years later, Swansea won it. Has any other like underdog team won it since? I don't, like, you know, a team outside of the big guns. I don't think they have. I know Sunderland got to the final one year. Southampton got to a final. Yeah, I was going to say, Man United have won it a couple of times. Yeah, Manchester City, City won, did they won it, it four years. They won it like four or five years on the yeah. trot, didn't they? Liverpool have won it twice, I think, in that time. Um, 
And so it's a weird like oh yeah, Chelsea beat Spurs in a final as well in like oh of course yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just a weird place. And so my point being that the big clubs don't really care about it. When it gets binned off, they won't cry for it, but they're more than happy to dominate it so that no one else really experiences how important it can be. And I think I know you've not won it, like very sad, of course, but uh, in our lifetime. But um, at least you've like you know how. You've been to the cup finals. You know how big it is. You had that big run, that two-legged semi-final win. So you know how significant it can be. A lot of clubs just don't get that anymore. I don't think, um, which is maybe part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, the, part of the part of the problem as well, I'd say, especially in the last maybe like five or six years or whatever, is that since that big TV deal came in around um, the for the sixteen seventeen season, the gulf between especially you can see it in the Premier League, but the gulf between the top of the Premier League and the championship is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. Um, if you exclude maybe the clubs which get the parachute payments, for example, um, and, you know, Manchester City can, you know, oh, okay, they haven't got to the final this year, but their second team would probably finish in the top four in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, that... that how you know you Burnley and Sheffield United have won three games of league football all season, you know. Mm. Um, and then if you look, then maybe down the leagues at the Championship, League One, League Two, you know. Okay, when when you're early on in the season, maybe it doesn't matter so much. But you know, if you're a club that's aiming for promotion or aiming to stay up in the division, the cup competitions you do not care about. When we were in the Championship, I would have loved for us to go on a, go on a cup run. It's not the priority trying to get promoted was the main thing mm. um okay it goes against maybe what i said of no one cares who finished fourth but i think when promotion is maybe a little bit different to maybe in the premier league where you know yeah, of course. oh we might finish 14th or we might finish eighth yeah it's a top half finish but give me a cup run Mm, um, yeah, sure. And I think that's part of the conversation every year is that those mid-table Premier League clubs, so many of them just don't even try in the League Cup. Mm. You know, like, you know, it, like Fulham got to the semi-finals this year is, you know, a really good run for a club that's going to finish mid-table. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, but there's so many others in there, like where Crystal Palace or, you know, yeah, and Everton are, teams that are doing Spurs. nothing. They're Why not, do like... Spurs never take these competitions seriously? They haven't won a trophy for it. You know, they're, they're the butt of so many jokes because they don't win trophies, mm. and they're a big six, sky six club. Sure, and they don't take this, them seriously. I, I think like as the Athletic put an article out um, about it this weekend, so I was giving that a read. It is interesting because it feels like financially the, uh, the League Cup cannot come with the other big competitions so that it was saying on there that the prize money for winning the league cup is 100 grand which is probably half of uh i don't know bukayo saka's wages for a week you know it's absolutely nothing even compared to the fa cup the fa cup winner gets about four million pounds and then the champions league winner gets like 17 million pounds or something so it really cannot compete in that sense but it was interesting as well um as it was saying on there about how the league cup tv rights obviously sky sports um their league cup rights are sold as a bundle with the like uh, with the league games so the championship league one league two uh and they reckon because the later stages of the league cup involve big teams they get more viewers than you know even a big championship game usually so they reckon the league cup's actually responsible for roughly 60 percent 
of like the income of that deal, which is a huge chunk. So the League Cup makes more money for the EFL, even though it's you know a bit part player, far less games. It makes more money than the Championship, League One, and League Two do to them clubs. And I was reading as well. They reckon like Wimbledon have played Chelsea and Arsenal in the last couple of years in the League Cup, and they reckon just in shared gate receipts that's made them half a million pounds, which is like a huge deal to them. So the theme here is that the clubs at the top of this shocking revelation. This is a competition which is worth keeping around for the benefit of the lower teams. Um, no, not so much, and you know, not so much the big clubs. The big clubs just don't care. It means nothing to them, really, in the grand scheme of things. So it's a tough one. But I'd also, I think, there's also an argument to be made that obviously I mentioned, like us winning the League Cup in 2011. The ultimate high, and like you said earlier, like I don't think any Blues fan would trade in staying up that year for the cup win because you know the memory is the cup win, and one day we'll get promoted again, and you know we hopefully move on. I don't, um, <laughs> but uh, but also today, so we're recording this on twenty fifth of February. Today's I was reading is twenty three years to the day since uh, Blues lost to Liverpool in the League Cup final or the Worthington Cup as it was known back then um, at the Millennium Stadium and lost on penalties and was a Obviously, it's a little bit before our time, but um, Blues were very unlucky not to get a second penalty in extra time. Obviously, if they'd scored, that would have made it 2-1. And you hear so much still to this day about, like, you know, the anger that caused and the heartache that caused. And that's, like, two, the two complete ends of the spectrum of being a football fan have come in, the, in this competition as a Blues fan. And so I feel like any Blues fan who says, get rid of it, or it would be completely missing the point almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to go back to the TV rights as well, I have something. Maybe why people prefer the FA Cup over the League Cup, and maybe it's because the League Cup is behind a paywall. It's on subscription TV. You, if you don't have Sky Sports, you cannot watch the League Cup. The FA Cup, I, I know it's going to change a little bit next year, and we'll be interested to see how the perception of it changes when TNT gets some games sure. next year. But the FA Cup is always on free to air. True. Um, true. Everyone can it, watch it. It did say something on the article. It didn't go into more specifics about it, but it said from, so a new deal is kicking in with the League Cup next year, which is worth 50% more than the previous deal. We're looking to too much because TV rights deals are just constantly, they're just like constantly, you know, ballooning. Um, but it was saying in some capacity, every game will be available to watch. But we didn't specify how. I assume Sky Sports will still dominate it. It might be a red button thing, but you still need ISO like... Or possibly. Yeah, it's not going to be like the last few years of the FA Cup have been split between the BBC and ITV. Um, so, you know, it's a very valid point. Um, what do you think can be done? Anything in particular that like can can improve it? Because I, the only thing I, off the top of my head, think... But again, you got to be careful with this. Is having a, I think a mid, uh, sorry, a maximum number of changes from the previous league game, I think could maybe help bring a prestige back to it. So say, you know, because teams come out and they change all eleven players. Maybe if clubs set like if the competition rules were, I don't, you can only I don't think you can police it though, because True. because of things like injuries or suspensions. Or for an example, go back to 2019-20. when we played Liverpool. Liverpool were playing in the Club World Cup. And they couldn't field their starting at 11, even if they'd wanted to, because mm. um, they were all at the Club World Cup. They had to play like the under 21s. Or if you think mm. to the FA Cup, when, okay, 
in COVID, but our entire first team caught COVID, we had to play the under 21s. So I don't know. There's probably ways to do exceptions, but I don't, I just don't think you could police it. True. I, I think, think you're better off getting like some changes. I think they've made are really good. So, um, binning off the extra time in the, in yeah. like the lower stage and just go straight to penalty shootout, get a winner. I think that's a really good change. Um, Keep the two-legged semi-finals. Yes, it's an extra game, but I mean, we played three games in January. Yeah, right, and only two of them were in the Premier League. You can afford to have a, a two-legged League Cup semi-final in there, mm. especially if you know, like many years, you're mostly getting Premier League clubs in there or your big six clubs, um, and maybe put the final on free to air. I think if it, all of it, yeah. you know, if if you know, you can still have it on Sky Sports, but if Sky Sports put the final available on you know like like um like tnt they'll put um the game on the champions, the champions league, league on yeah so people can watch it you know will you do a deal to make channel four take you know or a bbc they'll take your coverage of it like mm. there's deals like that you can make all of a sudden your viewership will go through through the roof as well people are like, oh yeah the league cup finals on not yeah oh yeah the league i didn't i didn't realize the league cup was on today yeah and i think uh, and going back to the point about um maximum number of changes and so on i understand it can be a real positive thing to you know be giving the slightly marginalized players or the younger players a chance jude bellingham made his debut for blues in the league cup um but if they could find a way to put in say you can only make like five changes from the previous league game it would maybe mean they have to give those the players that are more marginalized instead of giving them all their opportunities in the cup games they maybe have to utilize them more in league games as well yeah because they have to you know the managers will know they have to keep some of their best, their you know, star players for the league, the league cup game as well. So that's just one thought. Other things, I think, um, easier said than done. But get a proper name for it, like yeah, Carabao Cup. Come on, it sounds, it just sounds dreadful. It sounds, it like sounds fake. Tim Pot. <laughs> it sounds Tim Pot. It sounds fake. It sounds yeah, it sounds like some kind of a parody. That's why we still call it the League Cup. That's maybe just like. I don't know. That's well, they they had like, that one season, the Southampton Man United final, where it was just the EFL Cup. Yeah, which sounded good. Yeah, um, right. but then it's like, the League Cup. Just call it that. Like the FA Cup has a sponsor now, but it's still no sponsor. It F, you know, you could call it the Carabao League Cup or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think um, I think don't get me wrong. Some of the sponsor names, the Carling Cup, sound. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Maybe that's just a generational thing. Worthington yeah. Cup sounds good. The milk cup. The milk cup, yeah, come on. Um, another thing, though, is, again, it's easier said than done, but is attendances. So been to a few. I went to the Blues-Cardiff game in the League Cup this year. I've been to a few of them over the last few years, and the atmosphere is dreadful in those early rounds, which is ironic because the later rounds, you know, going to that Villa game in the quarterfinal, the West Ham semifinal, they're like two of the most incredible atmospheres I've ever seen at St Andrews. But the early rounds really are a slog. The atmosphere is just weird. People aren't sat in there. That comes down like to the seats, clubs but... pricing it wrong. Like, if you take sure. our game against Everton this year, we charge like 38 quid to go yeah. to the second or third round of the League Cup against Everton, who we played three or four weeks before. Yeah. That's just crazy. That's where you want it to be like kids for a quid. Pounds, yeah. Or like 15 quid for an adult and 10 for kids or whatever. And pack the stadium because a lot of people's you know, first games are in the cup competitions because it's cheap and you go, oh, come on, 
we've not been before or you've never been to a game mm. let's go to the fa cup the atmospheres don't tend to be as hostile unless it's a derby yeah of course and like maybe i think include again always easier than done but if there's ways they can implement any of this like include season ticket holders tickets as a part of it email like email out of out save blues get a home draw I know your season ticket doesn't count for it. You have to pay extra, which I think puts a lot of people off as well as like the cold weather and all that. I would say, you know, email out of voucher, all season ticket holders, you've got free entry or really, really cheap entry, like a fiver, just to encourage people back in because the attendances are so bad at some of these league cup games. Um, so I'd definitely say that. I'd say things like kids for a quick could be a great idea. But then there's maybe an issue of, um, obviously this... <laughs> Obviously, the time period that the League Cup takes place in, it's kind of mainly the winter months. It's dark. People got work the next morning, school the next morning. Maybe this might sound really like Tim Pot, but maybe move the kickoff times a bit earlier. We mentioned them removing extra time, which is great because you can just, like, on a Tuesday night in December, you got work the next morning or whatever. You know, don't want to be out too late. It's really helpful that the game's a bit earlier. Um like ends yeah, that's the problem end with the time. television deals is like how how many like Premier League games to like Amazon or like cause Saturday yesterday and we had an eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, bizarre. Like, yeah. Or so we've had midweek games that are kicking off at quarter past eight. Like that's yeah, just crazy. Crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Especially if you're going to a completely packed out stadium that takes forever to get away from as well. Um but yeah, so there's just a few of our ideas. But in summary, keep the league cup. We're big fans. Find a way to make it work. And don't, I would say don't. Someone suggested uh make the champions like make the winner get Champions League uh qualification. I say I say no to that, absolutely no, because again, it's not it about It used to be Europa that. League, but I think it's is it now? Is it still Europa League or is it the uh, Yeah, yeah, it's still Europa to my knowledge. But um that again would just make it about getting into the Champions League and stuff, and that's not what we need more of, you know. It's, it should be about the prestige of that cup rather than what you get from it. Um but yeah, there's just a few of our suggestions. Anyway, next week's games. Um, you're playing at three o'clock. Yeah. You've got another huge, huge game against a very tough side who are trying to mm. bounce back, or well, I say bounce back, but trying to get promoted. Southampton yeah. at home down. Yeah. Um, yeah, very tricky game. And obviously they're them, Ipswich and Leeds are really kind of the, the three behind Leicester at the minute were kind of completely running away with it. Uh, at home, first game since Mowbray's, obviously Mowbray's having some time off. Um, it's a first time game with Venus running it. Probably, Southampton are a very good team, so there's probably never a great time to play them, but if there is ever a good time to play them, it's now. Uh, Southampton have only lost seven league games all season, but three of them were in their last four games and they lost at home to Millwall yesterday. I know like Neil Harris has just gone back in there, so Mill maybe got a bit of that new manager bounce. But in recent weeks, they've lost to Hull at home and Bristol City away as well. Uh, but they're a very good team when they turn it on. I mean, they beat West Brom only, uh, so their last win would have been a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if that, been 2 0 away, really good result for them. And before this little sticky patch, they'd gone 25 games unbeaten. So that took them from uh, the 30th of September through to the 10th of February, where they didn't lose a league game in that entire time. Um, a bit like Leicester, they are just a Premier League team in the Championship. Obviously, Shea Adams will be coming back to St Andrews for the first time, so that'll be really interesting. I hope he gets a good reception. I'll certainly give him a good reception. Um, so, 
really tough game, but probably possibly a good time to play them. And I hope the whole sort of, hopefully the whole sort of Mowbray thing can just inspire the crowd on, inspire the players on to really give a good result. But if we can get a draw, I know it's looking a little tight down there at the minute, but a draw against Southampton would be absolutely a point game. They're a very, very good team and they battered us in the reverse fixture. Um, I know that was like early Rooney era, but um, yeah, a draw would be really good. I'm going to say like two, I'm going to say two, two. We're scoring a couple more goals now, but Southampton score a lot themselves. I'm going to say two, two. Shadams will probably score, but um, yeah, two, two. And on the flip side of the city, we've got, Luton away. Have you ever been to Luton, Dan? No, I know you. Are, you have, bizarrely. I have. I've. I well, but not for a game. I well, sort of. I when I used to play Sunday league football, we played a pre-season tournament on uh, at Kenilworth Road. So we played on the pitch. Um, like they had four little pitches across the mm. the, the whole thing. So yeah. Um. Yeah. We played. When did I play there? It would. I can't remember the year. But do you remember Liverpool played Luton in? Like the FA Cup or something, and Jabby Alonso scored from the yeah. halfway line. Is it like 2006 or something? Like a yeah, long time I would have ago. said 2006. Yeah. Definitely Carlsberg era Liverpool. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, about three weeks later, I was oh, we were playing on the pitch there, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a really tough game. Luton obviously are down there, um, fighting for survival. They 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 they're a decent team. They're they're they not are, too yeah. bad at all. Um. And you know, at home, everyone has struggled going there for the most part. You know, even you know, even if you know, obviously they haven't won loads of games there. But you know, Arsenal needs a last-minute winner. Liverpool needed a last-minute equaliser. Manchester City scrambled up their way to a three-one win. Man United somehow won there as well. So it, it's going to be really, really difficult. We don't know how bad Paul Torres's injury is going to be. Um, He'll probably be rested, I think, because the next three games, which is the the two games against Ajax and the game against Spurs, we really will need him. So I don't think we'll risk him. Um, half five on telly. I think we'll win two one. What was the score but, in the? Can you remember what the score was in the reverse game? Three one. Um, but the last time the last time we played at Kenilworth Road was in the League Cup. Um, we played in the first round. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We this, went yeah. we went full strength. They were League One or League Two, yeah. and we went a goal up and lost three one. And Joe yeah, Zakore scored an own goal because he wanted to leave the club. He just booted it into his own net. <laughs> I do um, remember. <laughs> I think that was his last ever appearance for us. So, um, yeah, uh, some any sort of win with no injuries. I will be a very happy man. Um, I think if we score an early goal, we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And if Callum Chambers plays, he's got my back in. I, I hope he, you know he did well. The he did well yesterday, and so if he has to start, I think it'd be okay. And I think Luca Dean will come in for Alex Moreno as well. He he was very very good at just he definitely settled and kind of led the defense. Obviously, when we got a back four of Cash, Longley, Chambers, and it was Moreno. There's no real leaders in that back four at all. Uh, that's a back four that I've never played together. Um, so Luca Dean coming in definitely, I think, helped a bit of experience, a bit of leadership. And I think that'll be the way to go. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, we're really heading into the final part of the season now. And um, it's 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 an exciting time 
but it's also nervy because obviously we're doing really well at the moment and I don't want it to all fall apart. Um, I did see a great stat today, though, Dan. Our win yesterday means we can no longer finish bottom of the league now. Yeah, we can't finish last anymore. So we can still finish 19th. Very now. impressive. But, yeah. Never say never. Cool. Uh, that pretty much wraps us up for this week, I believe. Come mm. Nice. Yes. Um, if you are new to the Second City podcast, or even maybe if you're someone that returns every week, but hasn't actually hit the big red subscribe button, or I guess on Spotify, the big green subscribe button, um, hit, the, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up or a five-star review. Uh, I had a note to say at the start that I think I didn't say. I did think was, this, yeah. to, <laughs> was Was the timestamps. Um, if you want to jump around the podcast, it's the... Think, this will be for next week. So if you're still listening, next week and you want to jump around the podcast, there are timestamps on YouTube and definitely on Apple Podcasts um, as well. Not sure about Spotify, where you can time code and jump around to the bits that you definitely want to hear. Um, yeah, and follow our socials. Yeah, man, you can find us everywhere with the handle Second City Pod. That's 2ND City Pod. Yeah, until next week, mate. Uh, same time next week and take it easy. Shit on the villa. Keep right on. Up the villa. See you next time.